the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in, in what part of the country? <laughs> Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. The following program is sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm Wendy Jones, your host and also owner and operator of Next Steps for Seniors, the business, which everybody knows, and uh, the president of our foundation. And, you know, each and every week, I really do my best to bring great information, topics that are pertinent to you as you age, as you're uh, nearing retirement and moving into those glory, glory, glory days. <laughs> and we're, we're never prepared for what the future holds. But my goal is to try to do that. Try to prepare you for what the future holds as we age. So Next Steps for Seniors is uh, hosting, I want to start with just letting you know, a special event. It's called Be Renewed. And the reason we're hosting this, and it's on June 8th, if you want to write that in your calendars, at 1130, free lunch. Yep, I said it. <laughs> I said free lunch. And here's why we're hosting this. It's for caregivers. It's for family members. It's for medical staff. Anyone who is taking care of an elderly person or loved one and feels like they need to be renewed. That is why we are asking you to attend this event. Now, it is going to have, um, it's going to be at my church, which I love my church. And we are going to be presenting some pertinent information that will help you as a caregiver deal with stress, but also a spiritual renewal. So we're excited to have you there, and you also get a free lunch. So if you'd like to RSVP, you can call my office at 248-651-5010. We do need an RSVP in order to attend. Again, June 8th, 1130 to 130. Also, we are talking about money, 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 money today. Good morning, Brian Kurtz. Good morning. I'm a, I'm a financial advisor. I was told there's no such thing as a free lunch. I know, right? <laughs> That's funny. Brian is one of my favorites, AIP Financial. He's been on our program numerous times, as you all know, and just near and dear to my heart. Uh, we've been through a journey together. 
helping his father um, who recently passed and is in heaven. You know, his arms, Jesus's arms are wrapped around him. And uh, Brian's sitting here today because he knows a lot about our financial situations. And listeners, I'll tell you, we got to pay attention to it while we're young, because when you get older and you're on a limited income and all you got is Social Security coming in, it's a stretch. And I talk to people every day and they're just, they're stretched, they're strapped. They're like, I just wish I would have saved more, or I wish I would have done something differently because I'm living off of social security and that was never my intention. And it's because we're all having fun, right? During our retirement years, we're out, you know, flying here, going there, going on vacation, but we got to start planning ahead of time. And so Brian is here to talk to us about money, the most wonderful thing in the world. In a lot of cases, Wendy, the Social Security is enough when you are fine. You know what I mean? I, I talk to people, too, sometimes who just have Social Security. Usually, the calls I get might be a little different than the calls you get. People are looking for you know ways to invest their money and ways to keep it safe and maybe make it grow a little more, whereas you're getting calls from people who are at a time of need, a time of where they need to have service, they need to move to a different facility, a loved one needs to move to a different facility, and maybe you don't have the money. And that's that's what I think people don't stop to think about is that Social Security, you know, if the house is paid off and or they're in an apartment um, and, you know, the cards are paid off, there's no debt, you don't eat as much when you're getting toward the elderly end of your retirement years, etc. So the bills are often very low and Social Security can be sufficient. But then when you enter the realm that your company specializes in and deals with where you're looking for assisted living or you're looking for someone to come in even two days a week or something like that, then you get into a whole different tax bracket right. that, uh, that, that people just aren't prepared for. And thank God they have you to, to help them through it. Well, and right now, you know, pre, after I'm going to say post-COVID, because I feel like our lives are pre-COVID and co- post-COVID, but post-COVID, we literally are finding $30 an hour caregivers. This is how much, this is what the industry standard to have someone come into your house and, and, and care for your loved one is $30 an hour. Now, I don't know about you listeners, but that's a lot of money. We're talking $13,000, $18,000 a month to have someone come in and literally sit with your loved one every day. That's a lot of money. I don't know anyone who saved that kind of money. So, you know, that's why, you know, that's why Brian's here today because, you know, obviously the average assisted living is about $4,500 a month. And that's still a lot of money, right, Brian? So we got to plan for these days. We got to be prepared. Um, one of the ways, obviously, is IRAs, right? To be thinking of ahead of time. Well, the IRA, the 401k, the 403b, whatever it may be, uh, depending on your on your line of work, is oftentimes, I would go so far as to say usually, the largest asset that is there because that is what you've been contributing to all these years. And that's, you know, the tax deferredness of it, uh, if that's a word. Now, of course, you have the Roth options, which are a great idea for, for younger people to contribute into. That's why I told both of my kids, take the Roth option. If you have a 401k, my son has a 401k, my daughter has a 403b uh, because she's a teacher. But they have Roth options in both of those instances. And you want to take that if you can, if you're younger. But toward the retirement time frame, you know, or for people who are already retired, in many cases, that's the biggest asset. That's where you've saved the majority of your money. 
and that is good and bad. It's you know the four hundred one k is a good vehicle for saving money because you don't pay taxes on the funds when you put it in there, and they have a chance to grow quicker. And particularly if the employer will match a portion of it, that's even better. But it's not a real good vehicle for distributing funds because they're all taxable when you come out. So it bears looking at with a financial advisor or if you get yourself educated, you can do it yourself and really kind of make a plan for distribution that takes into account your needs, your lifestyle, your required expenses, and perhaps most importantly, your tax bracket. Exactly, exactly. So why do you say Roth, just out of curiosity, for when you're younger? Well, a Roth IRA differs from a traditional IRA, Wendy, in that a Roth IRA is funded with after-tax money. You put in money that you've already paid tax on, so you don't get the deduction. You don't get the break. But the good news is it grows tax-free, not tax-deferred, tax-free. So the longer time frame you have to contribute and let the, let the earnings compound and so forth and and uh, you know be in the market and, and just let it grow, 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 right, over time, all of that growth is and always will be tax-free. There's not even minimum distributions on a Roth IRA like there are with traditional IRAs. The IRS doesn't care because they don't get to tax it, so they don't care when you take it out. But even if you do have a pension, you have Social Security later on, um, when you have a Roth IRA, you can take whatever distributions you need. It doesn't increase your tax bracket. Money will grow a lot quicker if you don't have to keep taking taxes out of it. It is truly the greatest opportunity that's out there for young people now. And they may take it away. So let's let's get, get going in it while it you <laughs> get in it while you can. That's the thing I struggle with is things change, right? So frequently. Uh, so yes, yeah, so listeners, that's that's great advice, Brian. Thank you. Roth conversions are a big thing now too. If you'll let me expand on definitely. That for a right now, there is a gift that people who are retired, people who are in their older working years, or just anybody doesn't really know about or doesn't stop to consider, and that gift is called the twelve percent tax bracket. Okay, for a married couple filing jointly, you can have up to about $106,000 of gross income. When I say gross, I mean that's before deductions. Take 106000 minus 25000 because that's the standard deduction now for a couple, 25000 and change. So that brings you to around 81000 which is the very top of the 12% tax bracket. So if you have a joint income of maybe $60,000 in retirement, let's take some of your IRA, some of your 401k, some of that money that you haven't paid taxes on, and convert it to a Roth IRA and get you snug right up against the top of that 12% tax bracket. You will pay 12% in federal income tax on everything that you convert. So if you convert you know, $40,000, you'll pay $4,800 in taxes, and that's all the tax you'll ever pay. Wow. Regardless of what it grows to. And if you're over 68, you won't pay state income tax on it either. So all of you are thinking right now what I'm thinking. I need to call this guy. Give your phone number, Brian. My number is, well, I've got a toll-free number, which is 866-247-6663. We have a 248 number also. We're over on Square Lake and John R. and Troy. But again, it's 866-247-6663. And he's doing in-person meetings. So if you want to see a person, if you want to physically sit in his office and have a conversation, now's the time to do that. It's yeah, so can, refreshing. We can sit down and go over this stuff, figure out. I don't charge for consultation. If you become a client, then we'll discuss fee structures and stuff. And, you know, it's such an important topic. 
Call me to talk about it. Call your financial person. I'm not the only guy in town that knows this. I'm not, there's but it's there's good many to have... women all over that are professionals and can really help with this. Right, right. But I do agree. You know, there's something to be said for second opinions too, because you know you have you have you have a lot of money, right? This money's an important topic, and you want to say, okay, what would you do? Let me get in your head. Let me get to know you. Versus, what would this guy do? And you make a decision based upon that person, their thought process, how they look at situations, and. I love the way you think. I'm just going to say, <laughs> I appreciate you, Brian. So we're going to, um, we're going to move into our next segment, uh, on nine common misconceptions about IRAs. So get your pencil and paper ready, folks, because this is going to be good stuff because we need to hear this. You're listening to the Patriot at FM 101.5 AM 1400. And again, don't forget, be renewed on June 8th. Jot that down and it's a free lunch. We'll be right back with you. I'm Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our Next Steps for Seniors program. And our topic today is money. And we're here with Brian Kurtz from AIP Financial. And it's really important, listeners, that we understand this stuff. Like he just told us about Roth IRAs, which are important to know that it's a good investment, especially if you can start young. The younger we start, the better with everything we do, including our health. Um, but we're going to move into the nine, the misconceptions, Brian, of an IRA. So share that with our listeners. Well, misconception, this is a this is an article that I copied from bankrate.com some years ago. And one of the misconceptions, it, it covers nine different things that I hear, frankly, a lot in the office. Number one, it says is the one misconception is that you invest in an IRA. And that's that's a matter of semantics, but a lot of people don't understand IRAs. They'll tell me, well, I don't want an annuity. I want an IRA. I don't want a mutual fund. I want an IRA, you know. And IRA, folks, is a label that you can slap on anything, okay? You can have an IRA in a bank. You can have an IRA in a mutual fund, Vanguard or whomever, Fidelity. You can have an IRA in a fixed or indexed annuity. You can have an IRA anywhere. It's just a label that you put on it. Same thing with Roth IRA. So anything that you want can be an IRA. It's just you have the IRA and then you invest in it. You don't invest in an IRA. Does that make sense? Yes, it does, actually. Yeah, that makes sense. I get that every week. You know, oh, well, I thought this was going to be an IRA. <laughs> but yes, it'll always be an IRA. We keep the tax shelter and umbrella over your head at all times. We've done a lot of rollovers recently, 401ks, people that have retired and, and, and or pensions. A lot of times hospital workers will have a, a pension that they won't pay out in an annuity anymore, but they'll get it in a lump sum. And we've done a lot of rollovers, and that always goes into an IRA because if it doesn't, then you have to pay 20% tax on it. All at once, and then you would kick me in the shin. So we don't we don't want to do that. Man, it's just amazing. We really do have to think about that and the taxes for sure. Okay, so what are some other things that we need to be aware of? Well, misconception number two is that you need multiple IRAs. People think, well, every year I've got to contribute to an IRA. I have not just one client. I have several clients actually that still do the old fashioned, you know, let's just contribute mm -hmm. that bring in $6,000 a year, or if they're over the age of 50, $7,000 a year. 
And for the first three years, uh, one of my clients that I'm thinking of in particular, she wanted to set up, you know, one year we did this and it was an IRA. And then the next year she wanted another account and that it was an IRA. And you don't have to open multiple IRAs. You can, I'll walk that back by saying you can have as many IRAs as you wish. You know, we, we do that a lot with the 401k rollovers. We'll roll it into one big IRA and then parcel it out. Maybe we'll do a couple of indexed annuities with a piece of it and then leave the rest of it in, in a managed account. And they're all IRAs. But you don't have to, if you're contributing every year, you're throwing your six or $7,000 into it, you don't have to open a separate account every year to do that. You can just contribute to an existing IRA, and it still gets reported to the IRS the same way, and it's a lot easier for record keeping too. Well, and efficiency. Yeah, you're like, how many do I have and where, are, where is everything? It's just harder to manage. Yeah, it's better to have one $70,000 account than 10 $7,000 Exactly, <laughs> exactly. No, that's good to know, definitely. <laughs> easier to keep track of. One other misconception, and I'm going to harp on this for a minute if you'll allow me to. Absolutely. That's why you're here. It says the misconception is that the beneficiary form can wait. I have seen, you know, mutual fund applications, IRA applications, annuity applications, whatever, filled out by other agents, other advisors, you know, 15 years ago, uh, back in the day, and they didn't put a beneficiary on it, or they only put the spouse as the primary beneficiary. And you know that's someone who was just rushing through it, wanting to get paid for what they're doing, and wanting to move on and and get that money under management, okay? In the words of the immortal Ed Slot, who is a a nationally known tax accountant and who has a PBS special that airs every year on money, the beneficiary form trumps everything. It is important. If you have a trust and you have an IRA or 401k, and you have a beneficiary named, then the trust doesn't matter for that particular portion. It just goes by the beneficiary form. And you must, you must, you must fill out a beneficiary form, name you know, your spouse typically if you're married, if not whomever, kids, uh, friends, nephew, it doesn't matter. You don't. There's no pecking order. You can leave money to whomever you wish, and you can leave money to however many people you wish too. If you, I've run into, you know, I've had some people who who didn't have children and got pretty creative. Wendy, I mean, you know, some some nieces, some nephews, some cousins, five charities. There was one gentleman I have who's got you know a laundry list of all kinds of stuff, and we helped him with his taxes by saying, okay, let's because he was had everything split up evenly, and I said to him, let's take your taxable assets, the IRAs, the tax-deferred annuities, the things that you have that are taxable, because he had regular brokerage accounts too and bank accounts. Let's take the taxable stuff and we'll leave that to the charities and then leave this other stuff to your human beneficiaries. That's brilliant. Because tax IRA money, when it comes out, is taxable to the recipient, correct? Yeah, so now your kids are paying that. Right. Exactly. But if it goes to a charity, charities don't pay taxes. And so I, you know, Uncle Sam gets nothing. There's a difference between tax avoidance and tax evasion. <laughs> and exactly. Tax exactly. avoidance is just smart fiscal policy, tax evasion far as I know, still a felony. Yes. And I just, I just have to plug, we do have next steps for seniors foundation listeners too. So if you're in this situation, I like what you just said about the taxable stuff, give it to a charity. 
why not? You know they're doing good work for people, and you won't be taxed on it, and you're gone anyway. So what do you care, right? If you're <laughs> if you're charitably inclined, yeah, exactly. Leave it. You can leave it to a charity. What you can also do, and this is a tax savings for for current retirees, if you are at an age where you have to take required minimum distributions, which is a long way of saying if you're 72 or over. I was going to say, uh, yeah, isn't it 72 and a half, or is it 72? 72. Oh, okay. It used to be 70 and a half. See, that's where I'm I don't know confused. how they came up with that, but the Secure Act of 20. 19 change it to 72 but if you're at an age where you have to take required minimum distributions and you give regularly to a charity anyway you put you know five hundred dollars a month in your church's uh collection plate you can have that contribution made annually made on an annual basis from your ira directly from your ira and it counts toward your minimum distribution you don't have to satisfy your minimum distribution in addition to the charitable contribution. It's a loophole that the IRS allows for the benefit of charities, and then it never hits your 1040 form. You don't even get the 1099 for it. And so that can reduce your Social Security taxability. It can reduce your overall tax bracket. It's a way to give you know, smartly. And it's a win-win, really, for everybody is yeah, what that is. Yeah, it's something that you were doing anyway that mm-hmm. was not on these misconceptions list, but <laughs> that's a little trick with IRAs that we've learned. I want to bring one more thing up on the beneficiary. So if if they don't know right now, if they're listening to the program and they're like, oh, man, I don't did I fill that out? Do I have somebody? Can they call and just say, hey, check my beneficiary form, or is there something they can do online? Tell me how that works. Well, yes and yes, uh, depending on the account. You know, uh, if the account is accessible online, in many cases, you know, I can log into any of my clients' accounts. Our custodian, uh, you know, AIP Financial Services, I'm the advisor. Brookstone Capital is the registered investment advisory firm. They make the trades. TD Ameritrade is the custodian. So I can log into anybody's account and look at the beneficiaries. Sometimes the client can do that too. If not, call. But it's a good idea, like you said, you make the know. call. Check the beneficiary. And, folks, make sure that you named a contingent beneficiary. I, I think I've told the story on this show before of the teacher in New York, one of the most famous cases. Uh, she she became a teacher at the tender age of 22, started with the 403B because that's what they told her to do, and was a teacher for over 40 years, accumulated a million dollars in her 403B plan. And when she passed away unexpectedly, her husband went to, you know, file for a beneficiary and she had named her sister the beneficiary back at the age of 22. She wasn't married yet. She had not met her husband at that time and never bothered to change the beneficiary form. And so the husband assumed, well, there might be some protection for me because spousal Mm-hmm. you know, laws and so forth. And not surprisingly, uh, the husband and sister never got along that well. Yeah, so yeah, about that? and I'm guarantee you they don't to this day because that case went all the way to the New York state Supreme court and the New York state Supreme court ruled that the beneficiary form trumps everything. Listen to that story. There Holy was no cow. documented evidence that she ever intended to change her mind. So, so let's just say hypothetical. The sister had passed away before the the other the, the lady did with the million dollars in the account. So what would happen if that sister's gone? She's on the beneficiary. Could the husband then get that those funds? Well, I'm not an attorney, but okay. I can, I can <laughs> tell curious. you what would have happened. Then the the it would have been in, what they call intestate because there would have been no beneficiary name. So the default beneficiary is the estate. 
the estate only exists when it opens up in the probate court. And in the probate court, generally the spouse is the next of kin, so it's likely that he would have had access to, if not all of it, at least most of it. Well, and it's it, this is a good this is a good reminder to all of us because you know maybe your spouse has passed and she's still listed as your beneficiary. I mean, we need to change that, right? I mean, mm-hmm. these are the things that we have to be thinking about. Um, for our own selves and for the future, for our children and everybody that we're going to be working with. So thank you for that. Great information. We're going to move into more misconceptions in the next segment. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. We'll be right back with you. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our topic today, money, money, money. We've got AIP Financial here, Brian Kurtz. And if you've missed the first two segments, you've missed a lot because we have talked about, you know, good ways to invest, um, IRAs, and we're moving into some of those misconceptions still. But you've got a story, Brian, you want to share with our listeners too when, when we talk about our last misconception. We were talking about the beneficiary form and I urge everybody listening, check your beneficiary forms, please, and have a beneficiary on your bank accounts, too. Even the little things that that, uh, you don't think about, because I have a good friend who is a, and this is just horrible, uh, a financial advisor. I've known him for years and years and years. He's been a financial advisor longer than I have. And I've Which been is doing, a long time. I've I'm been doing kidding. it for 20. I'm ancient, <laughs> but I've been doing it for 28 and a half years. And uh, his mom, unfortunately, just passed away uh, this last week. And dad passed away some years ago. And, you know, they're going through the things, the siblings, and there was a joint checking account that mom and dad were both on. And it had over $200,000 in it. And there was no beneficiary, no contingent. It was mom and dad, joint names, nobody else on the account, nobody else named as beneficiary of the account. So guess where they're headed? It has to go through a full-blown probate. And uh, and this he, is a financial consultant. So this, this just is a, is a perfect example how it can happen to anyone. Yeah, the old, the, the, I think it's biblical, right? Physician, heal thyself. It's like the 300-pound diet doctor, right? You, yep. you have to take care of your own house first. And uh, But those are the type of things that can happen because it, but, that stuff is easy to overlook. Well, and we procrastinate. We know we have to do it. But then all of a sudden you're like, oh, shoot, I forgot I got to do that. And then you keep thinking about it, but then you never do it. And then all of a sudden it's gone. And if you don't think about it for seven years, they say like the memory's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, checking your beneficiary forms and it's like painting the garage. It's not fun. <laughs> but you got to do it. But, it's so yeah, necessary. It has to be done. I want to mention too another misconception that from the article. Misconception being that 401k plans are better than IRAs. They're not necessarily worse either. It's just that they're different, Wendy. There's different rules. Workplace plans, indisputably great. You can you can get a match in many cases, and if you do, then you should at least contribute whatever you have to to get the full match, you know, at least because that's free money, right? But in many cases, an IRA will have more investment options, right? I mentioned at the very beginning that an IRA is just a label you can slap on anything, right? So a 401k has got the choices that it has, and they're laid out for you by the employer, and there's a number of 401k custodians around the country that do a good job, but they have what they have. 
in the IRA world, you have the entire universe of investment options. I have a good case in point as an example. I have a gentleman as a good client of mine, and his mother was a client of mine and his dad years and years ago. Now he's 65 and retired for Pete's sake. But during the last four years of his retirement, his retirement fund offered money market account and a bunch of mutual funds and things and really no safe options that paid more than the money market account, which, as you know, is next to nothing. So he visited me like once a year for the last four years, and we would move a portion of his 401k. If you're over 59 and a half, you can do a partial rollover, even if you're still working there. And we would move a portion of it into an indexed annuity, which gave him a bonus, it gave him a competitive return, it gave him 0% fees, and gave him absolute safety. And so he was kind of segueing out into safer stuff. And then, of course, when he retired, we didn't move the rest of it into all of those. We have some mutual funds and investments and things, too. But he was able to to boost himself with some safety and get some nice bonuses along the way. Right. Wound up about $50,000 in free money over the years to add to his retirement. And it didn't cost him anything, but that was the beauty of the IRA versus the 401k. That option was not available in his corporate plan. So you have options available to you outside the corporate plan that you can avail yourself of if you choose. Which I think is important to know because you know sometimes we get tunnel vision, so to speak. We get stuck in doing the same thing we've always done and we don't recognize or realize that there are other options to that. So I appreciate you sharing that story with us. Let me make people's lives easier. We have a little bit of time left that are in the age 72 and above uh, age bracket where we're, we're talking about required minimum distributions. I had extensive conversations just this week with more than with two clients actually about RMDs, required minimum distributions. And there is a misconception out there that is not on this list, but I just know about it because I do it every week that you have to take money out of each IRA that you have. And that is absolutely not true. You can, wow, you good can, info. You know, a lot of people have more than one IRA. Now, but there's a, there's a, a fine line I want to draw here and a hair I'm going to split, which makes people want to call their financial advisor, right? Um, you can have an IRA in a brokerage account. Maybe you have an IRA in an annuity for safe money, okay? And then you have another IRA somewhere else. If you have to take out money, the way it's calculated is you add up the total value of all your IRAs as of the year end that just passed. So as of December 31st, 2021 in this example, and then you divide that by the factor that corresponds to your age. There's a chart, IRS chart for minimum distributions. That gives you a number that you have to take out. The IRS doesn't care where you get it from. You're going to get letters from each IRA custodian that you have, from each account that you have. Thinking that you have to do every single one of those. Yeah. You're going to get letters saying, hey, our calculations show that you have to take out this much from this account. They're required to do that to cover their own butt because if you think about it, your IRA custodians don't know about each other, right? They don't know what other accounts that you have. And But that's the function that I serve, I guess, Wendy, is kind of the quarterback. We can look at it from the game plan and say, hey, you've got these three accounts. This was the total. Here's the amount that you need to take out, and here's where you should take it from. You can take it all from one. Let's take it from the worst-performing account and uh, and do it that way. You can also take IRA distributions on a monthly basis if you want. A lot of people say, man, i got to come in and take out... $36,000 for Pete's sake. I don't want to do that. Well, 
you have Spread to take it, it out. But yeah, you know, let's take out. Let's let's you know bite the bullet and do it for this year if you have to. But then next year, starting in January, let's figure out what your RMDs are going to be in December, and we can make a pretty good estimate. And then we'll we'll take three grand a month starting in January and treat it like another paycheck. You can absolutely do that. Yeah, this information, listeners, is really critical. I mean, there are so many people that don't know what Brian's talking about right now. And so I think this is great information for us, especially 72 and older. I mean, this is an opportunity to really take advantage of the knowledge that he's sharing with us right now. So thank you for that. I have to split one more hair, like I like I said. IRAs, you can have as many of them as you want. You can add them all up and just take a distribution out of one of them, whichever one you don't like or whichever one is performing the worst. However, if you have two or three or four IRAs, but then you have a 401k plan also that you never rolled over, mm-hmm. a qualified plan. When I say qualified plan, 401k. 403B, 457B, whatever it is, an employer-sponsored plan, there you must take a distribution specifically out of that plan. You cannot combine that balance with your IRAs and then just take it all out of one IRA. The 401k plan has to have a specific withdrawal taken out of that. That's why once you're retired, once you're past the age of 60, I almost always recommend rolling over the 401ks, any of them that you have, into IRAs because then for ease of combination later. There are reasons not to roll over a 401k if you're retired and you're between 55 and 60 because you can take money out of a 401k if you're over 55 and retired and not pay the 10% penalty. It's called the rule of 55. Mm. But if you roll it over to an IRA first, then you don't have that anymore. So these are all little intricacies that I'm paid to know about, right? Well, and they sure don't make it easy. Let me tell you, after the age of 60, there's a bunch of things you got to remember. And the big one, too, is is Medicare starting at 65. And our program last week was on Medicare. So you know, here we are. We're kind of wa- working through this process because... There is a lot to know. That's I mean, the irony of it. You have all these things to remember as you're just aging. when you're getting to an age <laughs> when your memory is starting It's to like, age. could we not have done all this a little bit earlier it's in our horrible. lifetime? It's yeah, yeah. And kids, you know, any children who are listening to this program for their parents, you know, this is why we need you. This is why we're educating you now so that you can get this information in your head, prepare for yourself, and assist in your parent, obviously. Okay, so Brian, talk to us about cash. Talk to us about cash. That's one of my favorite subjects. Yeah. I had someone ask me this you, past week if cash was going to be eliminated. Cash is king, and isn't it? I said, it? maybe by the time our kids are gone, they'll eliminate <laughs> it. Now, a lot of people think they have to withdraw cash from IRAs. In other words, if I have to take a required minimum distribution, then I need to you know, liquidate whatever's in there and withdraw it as cash, withdraw it as income. You do not have to do that. If you have a stock that you happen to like and you don't want to sell it, and it's in your IRA, but you have to take some money out. If you have a non-qualified brokerage account, a regular money brokerage account, you can just transfer that that cash or transfer the stock in-kind, do an in-kind withdrawal, and move it over into a brokerage account. You still have to pay the taxes on it, so you're not going to be able to to deduct the taxes, but maybe you have money in the bank to pay the taxes, particularly if you're in that magical 12% tax bracket. But yeah, if you have 100 shares of whatever stock that's worth $10,000 and you don't want to sell it, you can just transfer it right into your brokerage account, pay the taxes on it, and keep it. I love it. 
This is great information. Excellent information. It's fun to talk I'm, about. Yeah, I know our listeners got their pencils out. So we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be talking further with Brian Kurtz from AIP Financial. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our Next Steps for Seniors program. And our topic today is about money. And we've got Brian Kurtz here from AIP Financial. And, you know, Brian, share your phone number, because I'm sure listeners at this point are thinking, I need to get with this guy and have a free consultation. You said free. Um, along with that free lunch that we're doing on June 8th <laughs> called Be Renewed. Uh, but yeah, share your number, Brian, because I think it's important for our listeners to be able to call and get that free consultation. I can be reached during the week at 866-247-6663. And uh, I can be, I give that number out a lot on this particular station uh, on my own program too, from 9 to 10 on Saturday and Sunday. So if you didn't get that number, just tune in tomorrow at <laughs> 9 a.m. and you'll hear it again. And it's Money Matters is Brian's program. So you get Money Matters, then you get Next Steps for Seniors. I mean, come on. That's well, the best of both worlds. Well, and I have you to thank, Wendy, for my show here. I was on the air over in Windsor for 16 and a half years and was invited to be on this program, and we kind of reciprocated appearances, you know, on, on on our show and started looking around here at the Patriot and said, wow, I wonder if they have any openings here. And do you know this a week ago, Thursday, I just sat down and renewed my contract for a fifth year. Been wow. here four years already. Man, time flies when you're having so much fun, doesn't it? It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, it's fun stuff. You know, our goal really is to just share information, right? I mean, what good is it if we have all this information in our heads and we don't tell anybody about it, right? We want your life to be easier because of it. Um, okay, so moving into you know these IRA misconceptions, um, talk to us about a rollover. Is that the best idea? Well, it says misconception is that a rollover is the best idea. I would say from personal experience that a rollover of, of your 401k to an IRA is usually the best idea. Because as we covered, all kinds of more investment options, you've got the freedom to do different things, you can control it yourself, you don't have to, this is becoming more and more significant too, you don't have to wait on hold for eons when you call the 800 number, and you know if the market is crashing, oh my goodness, call Fidelity and listen to the busy signal until you feel you have a better understanding of the situation because that's all you're going to get, you know? And I'm not picking on Fidelity. They're all like that, yeah. you know? So there's value in having an advisor. Now, having said that, as we also mentioned a little bit before the break, a rollover is not always the best idea if you are retiring between the ages of 55 and 59 and a half. Because as you know, if you withdraw from an IRA before 59 and a half, there is a 10% penalty in addition to the funds being taxable. There's a way to get around that with Rule 72T, but that's kind of restrictive. There's all kinds of uh, hoops to jump through there. But with a 401k or a 403b, if you're retired early like that, between 55 and 59 and a half, you can take money out of that plan. It's still taxable, but you do not have to pay the 10% penalty. So whatever portion, I have a client that just retired maybe six months ago and haven't hardly seen her since because she's been in Florida living Obviously, the good life. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> living, the, living the dream. Yeah, I see her and her husband on Facebook all the time, uh, you know, wearing sunglasses and drinking Mai Tais. But... Um, 
she is not yet 59 and a half. Uh, well, probably, I, I think, a couple years more before she even gets there. And she liked a lot of the options that I had, so we did a partial rollover. We, we rolled over most of it. But we left a couple hundred thousand in the 401k where she was because now, and she has a couple of times, just taken smaller withdrawals that, you know, they need to do the things they want to do. And those are taxable, which is fine, but there's no penalty on those. And she knows that the IRA money that she has invested with me, we're not going to touch that until 59 and a half. So that's, that's what the reasoning behind that misconception is. Misconception at a rollover is the best idea. You have to consider what your age is. Right. Age is really pertinent in that decision for sure. For sure. What about borrowing? Yeah. I've had people ask me about that. Well, I can just borrow from my IRA, can't I? No, not really. You can borrow from a 401k in many cases because if you're still working there, you can just pay it back out of your paycheck and you know then you're paying yourself back the interest. You're giving up the investment opportunity of the money that you pulled out, but in many cases you can borrow from a 401k. You can't really borrow from an IRA and pay it back. There is a 60-day loophole that's called a, a, a rollover or, you know, I call it madness sometimes. But you can take money out of an IRA, and here's where I'm going to split a hair again, if, if you don't mind. You can take money out of an IRA, and as long as you put it back within 60 days, if you put it back within 60 days, then it's not considered a taxable distribution. You can only do that once in a 12-month period. That one's in a calendar year. You can't do it in December and then again in January because it's New Year. If you did it in December, you can't do it again till next December. And it better be later in December than it was when you Before, did the first yes, one. You know, exactly. makes sense? But you're kind of playing with fire there. I've seen it done, uh, and I've seen it done successfully. You're playing with fire because if that money doesn't get back in the account, then it's all taxable. And it may, if you're young enough, then it's all, it might be penalizable too, you know? Mm. Um, I had a client do it because they, they were buying a property in Florida and the closing was delayed by about three weeks. And they need, or the closing on his house up here was delayed by about three weeks, which was going to give him the cash to close on Florida. Mm. Makes sense? Got it. And so he pulled $60,000 out of his IRA and used it, closed on the property in Florida. And then sweated bullets for about four weeks, you know, until the closing went through in Michigan. Closing did go through in Michigan. They put the money back in 45 days. So it had a good two weeks to spare. But, you know, that was kind of a dicey time. And it was a good use of the money, right? Because a right. bridge loan otherwise would have probably cost him $5,000. I guarantee a lot of our listeners don't know that that's available to do. So mm-hmm. thank you for sharing that, honestly. Yeah, you have to be careful. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll do it for an IRA rollover. Because uh, Bank of America, for example, it's like pulling teeth to get money out of them. If you try to do a transfer from Bank of America, they take it personally and uh, treat it like it's theirs. And so I've had people just go into the bank and say, I want all of it. And they take the IRA money out in a check, and then they drive to my office and we deposit it the same day, <laughs> you know, so that so that we don't, you know, pull within 60 days. But again, even that you only can do once in a calendar year period and i know people who have not known that rule and had to pay taxes on on a big distribution because of it 
Man, you just got to keep an eye on this stuff. And if it, if nothing else, it makes you recognize how much you need a financial advisor, someone to consult with who's in the industry and knows what they're talking about. Yeah, these are just kind of the esoteric things that you learn, you know, uh, dealing with people. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll mention something else that has nothing to do with IRAs, if you don't mind, because of the time of year it is uh, being uh, tax time, right? A lot of times I'll get somebody who calls me and says, I didn't take my RMD last year, okay, or I didn't take enough or something. And a lot of times that happens. Somebody dies and you inherited an IRA and you forgot to take what their RMD should have been because that's the rule. Even if someone passes away in 2022, the IRS expects that they will – The whole year you have to take it? Okay. That they will take – and based on the decedent's age, that that they will take uh, the distribution this year, you know? And then after that, the spouse gets to treat it like it was always their own, right? So – but sometimes those things happen. You don't get the full required minimum distribution taken for whatever reason. And the penalty in the tax law is 50% of the amount that you should have taken wow. but didn't. And that can make people panic. But I'm here to tell you that is usually not enforced. I'm not going to tell you that that's not a rule and they can't do it. But if that happens to you, number one, as soon as you identify the problem, fix it. Take out the full amount of the distribution that you should have taken. And then... If you get and then you know don't don't ask don't tell right it'll have it'll show up on your uh, tax return that you didn't take money last year and if the IRS does gig you for it have your tax preparer or me I've written these too just write a letter of explanation hey I got you know my spouse passed away I'm 84 years old whatever it is. And in my experience, when Wendy, they are sympathetic. Good. That's going to just shock people to hear that the IRS is sympathetic. No, but this but is good to know. There I mean, are this humans is information. that I've never had a single client get charged a penalty. This is stuff that happens. This is real day, everyday life that mm-hmm. we have to deal with, especially as you age and you're losing your spouse and things like this happen. This is a common thing. I've got to believe. So. And nowadays, the magic word is COVID. Tell them you had COVID. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, and they'll gosh. wave everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And this brain fog. Yeah. So we've only got a minute left in the program, Brian. You have given us so much information. What would be your most important takeaway from today? Most important takeaway is probably the beneficiary thing. Me too. I'm an estate planner at heart. I never take that hat off. Make sure that you have named beneficiaries and contingent beneficiaries on all your accounts. And that, that beneficiary is correct. If you, if you have someone on there, you need to switch it out uh, if they're no longer with us or if they've been divorced or whatever has happened in your lifetime. Yes, please. Pay <laughs> attention. Please pay attention to that. Um, listeners, uh, Brian, one more time on your phone number. 866-247-6663. And listeners, please don't forget about Be Renewed. Uh, and the scripture that goes with that is Isaiah 40, 30. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And if you're feeling depleted, you're feeling overwhelmed, and you need some strength, let me tell you, there's no better place to get it than the one above. So come to the luncheon June 8th. You can call my office to RSVP. Again, you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Go be blessed today and make a difference. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. 
Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. The preceding program was sponsored by Next Steps for Seniors Foundation. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.